I put the Twitter poll up, Rowdy, and RJ as well. Um, it's official at Zone Madison. You can call it in at 608-321-1670. And Rowdy, early returns. We already have people voting for sell. What should the Brewers do by the trade deadline? Outfield help, infield help, pitching help, or sell? Well, I'm surprised. I'm, I'm actually really surprised. Let's start with the outfield, Rowdy. Isn't there a pretty crowded outfield back there? Yes and no. Yeah. Like, there are bodies that are out there. <laughs> there. There's a lot of expensive bodies out there. Yeah. I, it's crowded in the fact that they have bodies. It's just not crowded <laughs> in the fact that those bodies play baseball at a, at a good clip or good at baseball. Yeah, it's um, when you look at it, I mean... Do you think the Brewers would do anything in the outfield? They've already had so much money committed in the outfield. See, the outfield is like, it's a weird situation for me. Because when you look look at the Milwaukee Brewers outfield, Christian Yelich is by far their highest paid player. He's not going anywhere. He's going to be here for a very, very long time. And it's going to feel like even a longer time if he continues not to perform. You then have Lorenzo Cain in center, who he's your second highest paid player on the team. He's clearly been one of your worst players statistically this year. He plays? (laughs) He does. And then you have Hunter Renfro, who was one of your hottest hitters before coming out with that hamstring injury and since then hasn't been great. But, I mean, it's not like it's been that long since he came off the IL. You have Tyrone Taylor, who's a guy that you should be trying to uh, find more playing time. Mm -hmm. And then you have Andrew McCutcheon, who can play outfield. You have the Keston Heroes of the world that could play some corner outfield. I mean, they have a lot of other guys that can play like a corner outfield position if you needed it in a pinch. But I think when you look at their minor league system, like three of their top 10, it's probably even lower than that, but for sure, three out of their top 10 highest uh, prospects are all outfielders like the Joey Weimers of the world, the Garrett Mitchells of the world or the Sal Freelix of the world. They're all outfielders. Mm-hmm. Now, can you, do, can you really depend on three guys all making it and being good big league players? No, I think the Milwaukee Brewers would be happy if just one of them made it, mm-hmm. but you look at the roster. It's like, okay, Yelch is going to be around for a long time. Kane's done after this year. McCutcheon's done after this year. Tyrone Taylor could be around for a long time just due to team control and arbitration if they wanted to. And Hunter Renfro has one more season. So, I mean, in, in theory that, I mean, they, in the next two years, they could be losing a ton of the guys that are currently in this outfield. I honestly wouldn't be surprised at all after next season. If say Tyrone Taylor goes back to playing not so well (laughs) that it, that, Yelich is the only one left in this current outfield because Kane's going to be retired. I don't see them re-signing Andrew McCutcheon. Um, probably not going to sign re-sign a Hunter Renfro for the money that he'll command for what the Brewers would and and should pay. Yeah. And Tyrone Taylor is the if he plays well, he's going to be in Milwaukee for a while due to his contract situation. Yeah. If he doesn't, they could get rid of him pretty much any time, and it wouldn't be anything. And you have those, yeah, the, those three guys that are in your minor league system that are all highly coveted. I mean, Sal Freelich and Joey Weimer are top 100 prospects. Garrett Mitchell was a top 100 prospect last year, and due to injuries, kind of he fell out of that top 100. But I would have to imagine if they did a top 200, he's probably in the top 150. Yeah. But the thing with those guys is, 
Sal Freelich and Garrett Mitchell kind of profile as the same player offensively. Like they're not guys with big time power. It's more they're going to hit the ball in the gaps and they're going to run mm-hmm. and then play solid defense. So they both profile as kind of the same player where Joey Weimer's like the I'm going to hit the ball like 500 feet after I swing as hard as I can and as fast as I can. And, oh, yeah, I'm also pretty fast and have a huge arm. So, I mean, he's a lot different than the other two. Sounds kind of good. Yeah. But that's the other thing. It's like we know that of these three guys, hopefully one hits. Yeah. If all three of them hit, great. So go get your vote on right now. That's a little outfield help for the Milwaukee Brewers. What should they do by the trade deadline? Outfield help, infield help, pitching help, or sell? We'll get back to the uh, other options. Uh, right now, though, again, how shocked are you, Rowdy? The, we were thinking around uh, another poll is young. But we were thinking around, uh, if I was thinking 1% to 5%, Rowdy said 3% yeah. would vote sell. Right when I was going to ask you the question, 3% popped in my head by the end of the Poll. Yeah, uh, right now, Sell is still uh, tied for first 40%. I mean, the early returns. No pitching help yet uh, for the Milwaukee Brewers, and I don't know if they really would uh, would need pitching help. They are have some injuries right now, uh, but we'll uh, get to more of it coming up. All right, Brody, uh, back to the Brewers, though. What should the Brewers do by the trade deadline? We talked outfield help. Your other uh, options are infield help, pitching help, or Sell. Uh, infield help, 37.5%. Outfield help and Sell are tied for second. We thought this would be less than 5% for sell. It's 25%. And pitching help is last at 125 Let's go with one leading it away, uh, Rowdy. 37.5% saying infield help for the Milwaukee Brewers. Yeah, so if you look at the infield, when healthy, uh, you, the catcher position, Omar Nervaez, Victor Carantini, I think both of those guys have played uh, all right. Uh, Omar Nervaez has had two really big hitting seasons in his career, but those were like his best years. Mm-hmm. That's not what he is all the time. Like him being an all-star last year was a really good year for him. I think they've been all right at catcher uh, first base between Rowdy Telez and Keston here. majority of the time, Rowdy Telez. I actually think they've played decently well, especially when we look at those splits, if they were to actually play Keston here against righties. But I, I think Rowdy Telez has done a, a fine job at first base as much as David Stearns and Craig council could ask for. You look at second base when healthy, Colton Wong's having a disastrous season. Colton Wong, I saw a statistic the other day where Colton Wong, who is a two-time gold glove award winner, is statistically rated as the second worst second baseman in Major League Baseball. And that was a a stat that was tweeted out over, over the weekend. He, and he, he, how many errors does he already have? He's, he had at least seven or eight errors already this season at second base. And you could argue that if it wasn't hometown scoring, he probably has like two to three more. Jeez. So you're talking a guy that could have between 10, 11 errors. If there wasn't some kind scoring and rulings, he hasn't looked right. I don't get it. I don't know what it is. Now he did go on the IL with a calf injury, but also for the most part, he hasn't hit the ball well. Now, I know last year Colton Wong had a really good, uh, one of his better career years as well with the Brewers, both defensively and offensively. He's normally about a 260 hitter, but for him to be hitting in the 220s, that's obviously a, a down year. And then he starts to hit the ball, yeah. and then he goes on the IL with the calf. That's not a position, though, that you need to go upgrade. You just need Colton Wong to be Colton Wong. 
Then you look at shortstop, Willie Adamas. I mean, he missed over three weeks. He's a guy that got out of the gate not hitting for a high average, but you could argue that he's been productive with the home run ball. Mm-hmm. Hopefully get him back. He has, I would say he is the heartbeat of the team. Yeah. Get him oh, back. Oh, yeah, for sure. Again, he's a guy that's a career 260 hitter. He'll hit 15 to 20 home runs and, you know, 50 to 60 RBIs, played solid defense. His defense was a little subpar for his his norm. He's also not hitting anywhere near 260. It's mm-hmm. right around 200. Again, you don't necessarily need to go upgrade shortstop. You just need Willie Adamas to be Willie Adamas and hit the back of his baseball Free card. Free the Willie, dude. I think middle of the infield is is relatively set. You just need those guys. You expect those guys to play better in the second half. Uh And then at third base, you have in theory, Luis Arias who missed at least a month with a lower body injury. Now he's, and then let's not forget. He missed a few days with the thumb injury. Now he's back on the shelf with a hamstring. They're hoping it's not Mm -hmm. that Mm -hmm. long, Mm -hmm. but this is a guy that, um, a lot of upside in his young career got to the big leagues and struggled at hitting the baseball did everything else pretty well, but struggled at hitting last year struggled at throwing from shortstop all of a sudden hit 250, provided some pop and you're like, man, one of the big questions was can Luis Urias duplicate what he did last year? And you would say missing the first month wasn't great coming back in the month of May and, and hitting the ball and actually was producing at a slightly higher clip mm-hmm. than what he did last season. If you extrapolate that out to a full six months, but then in the month of June, he's absolutely nosedived and he's been injured. So that's the question mark. And then you have the Jace Peterson's the Mike, Brousseau's of the world where it's like they kind of are what they are. Yeah. I think everyone would say Peterson's probably outperforming what they would expect. And oh, for sure. Mike Brousseau has been so-so kind of what you expect. Mike Brousseau-so. You, you look at the uh, minor leagues for the Milwaukee Brewers. There's only one guy in the middle infield that's anywhere close to be getting a call or, or being major league baseball worthy. And that's Bryce Terang. It's a guy that feels like he's been around forever. It's kind of mm-hmm. because he has drafted at a, at the age 17. Now he's 22 years old. He's a guy that if Willie Adamas and Colton Wong weren't currently on this team and, in solid plus major league baseball yeah, players, yeah. he's probably in the big leagues. He's a guy that maybe you do see as expendable to be traded just because Colton Wong's got another, uh, I believe mutual option or, or team option for next season. Mm -hmm. Willie Adamas is still, I think he's just entering. I think last year was his first year arbitration. That means you have him for at least, I think you have him through 2024. So that's a while. Willie. Luis Arias, again, a guy that's just starting to come into his arbitration stuff. So those two guys are going to be around for a while if the Brewers want them. Bryce Terang could be a guy that potentially is traded if they're looking to trade for a bat. Or maybe if they're going to sell, he's a guy you're going to see this year because they're going to get rid of the Colton Wongs of the world. But overall, I think infield you have less of an issue. It's it's less of like a age or, or talent issue. It's more of a you need to produce like the back of your baseball card says the outfield is more where it's man you guys are kind of getting old and long in the tooth here yeah and you make a lot of money in that outfield to do diddly poo so there you go a little uh well done rowdy uh rowdy there crushing it for the infield we did outfield infield coming up we'll do pitching help and also sell 
sell. They're what? A game back from first place in the NL Central? Sell. If I was the GM in David Stearns and I came up with the decision that the Milwaukee Brewers were going to sell this year, I'd have a pretty easy um, list of guys that I would be looking to, to hold on to. Uh, the Brewers poll, we have to finish up, put a bow on it. Uh, we had it on Zone Madison. You know, with the trade deadline, we're looking a little far ahead. That's fine. But what should the Brewers do by the trade deadline? Outfield help, infield help, pitching help, or sell? Uh, wow. Infield help, 34%. We talked about that a little bit ago. Outfield help, 27%. We talked about that. Sell and pitching help, Rowdy. The stage is yours, Mr. Cactus Man. Well, I think when you you look at their pitching, we, we kind of talked about it with Andrew Wagner. They've been pretty good overall still with all the injuries the Milwaukee Brewers pitching uh, staff just in general throughout the first two and a half months well you look at what they need probably should look at how healthy are they we we mentioned how you have Jake Cousins down you have Gustave down you have got down those are all guys that you're expecting to get back and that they shouldn't be at least two of the three shouldn't be done for the season, even in worst case scenarios. So you'd imagine you're getting two of those pieces back at a minimum. Justin Topa would be the bonus, even though he seems to have uh, basically been off injured the last couple of years. Yeah. The starting rotation you're hoping to get Woodruff back soon. You don't think that's going to be an entire year thing with the circulation issue the and ankle, his, then his hand. hand. Uh, Freddie Peralta, they call it significant, but they expect to get him back by the end of the year. They obviously know more of the medicals on Freddie Peralta and Brandon Woodruff than we do. But with them coming out and saying that, I would imagine that Woodruff is back by July. Fingers crossed. I would imagine that how they said the significant injury with Peralta, you're going to get him back in August. That you're going to have time to work out the kinks with those guys. You already showed that with Aaron Ashby pitching, you have a solid six. In a pinch, needing like a Jason Alexander or an Ethan Small, they can do it in, in small stints. I think the starting would be all right, especially for the playoff push where you do shrink your uh, rotation down. But I think I agree with Andrew. If you're going to go get a pitcher, you're probably going to need another 30, 32-year-old relief pitcher that has a solid arm. He doesn't have to be special. He doesn't have to be a, a Josh Hader or a Devin Williams. He just has to add solid stuff, and he's going to log some innings. And then if you were going to sell, Ebo, Sell, sell, sell. If you were truly going to sell, which I don't, I don't believe happening. this should be a, a thing. I don't believe you should truly go out and because no I sale. think like no sale, no sale. if I'm going to sell, it's a fire sale. I'm selling a fire there's, sale. There's no reason to be the 80 and 82 Milwaukee Brewers. You either need to be the Pittsburgh Pirates bad or the Detroit Tigers bad from years ago, mm-hmm. or you need to try and compete or like the Joe Girardi Phillies bad. Yeah, like just some trash teams. Yeah. Anyways, they were 82 and 80. <laughs> That's the worst place. It's the worst place to be in any sport. It's you never want to be 500. You want to either be terrible. So you're kind of yeah, uh, so you know ridding your roster of, of stuff. You don't want to be stuck in purgatory. Yeah. In no man's Or you want to be contending. Correct. Yeah. So with the window, the brewers have, it's pretty much outside of Josh Hader, who his contract comes up in 2023 Hader. after next season. 
everyone else that you care about and that you know is under contract through 2024 or beyond. So that's kind of like their window is 2024 right now. I don't think there's if if you're selling because you're having a down year, it's because you believe in like a, a Bryce Terang can come up and play second base or third base and you can move maybe Luis Rios over uh, if you wanted to. And you, you thought Colton Wong was expendable. I also agree with um, Andrew Wagner that if you were going to trade a pitcher and get max value, it's going to be Woodruff after he has some good starts because Corbin Burns is a Cy Young award winner. He's got the highest ceiling He's than anyone. Good. He's a true ace. Pretty good. Freddie Peralta is extremely cheap, like pennies on the dollar mm-hmm. and through 2025. But I'll make it easy. If you're going to sell and you're going to make it a fire sale, I would literally protect like three players. Corbin Burns. Corbin Burns would be one. Joshua Hader. Josh Hader would be one. Uh, Willie Adamas. And Freddie Peralta. Freddie Peralta. The only reason why is because he's extremely cheap through 2025. Yeah, okay, yeah, Burns is is clearly an ace. He's a guy that you would like to be your top starter probably for the next five plus years. Mm-hmm. And Josh Hader's the only real true Hall of Fame candidate potential that they have on. Those are the only three. Everyone else on the roster, expendable if I was going to have a fire set. And you love the expendables, Rowdy. I do. There's a lot of mass there. Yep. <laughs> you like that one, Ben? <laughs> a lot of mass and a lot of drama. <laughs> then we got to get him a copy of The Expendables and a cactus. And also a lot of bad actors. Yeah. But yeah. It kind of fits with the Brewers right now. Literally, if you're going to have a fire sale, everyone should be available for the right price, except for those three guys. Hell yeah. And you would, you know you could get decent amount of things back for Woodruff how Lauer's pitching right now the uh, Colton Wong or Willie Adamas's I know they they aren't playing their best but those are still solid pieces in Major League Baseball so three would be protected Rowdy guess what there's three expendable movies as well one two and three I just looked it up expendables four though currently scheduled to be released sometime in 2022 oh I could add a fourth who lead off Christian Yelich different player no his ass if i got a decent deal his ass is grass i'm keeping him around and i would actually be the lawnmower (laughs) (laughs) hey lead off yelly grant bills this morning asked if if we did is christian yelich back i said i've already done it twice of yelly being back i can't be burned again i gotta i gotta wait for a while but i don't think we should i don't think that's the focus i think is lead off christian yelich just a completely different person but does he get on base Nelson, you remember I was championing that last summer. You were the one that was saying, hey, he should be moved up to to one because he's getting on base. And I said, you either need to go up or you need to go down because sitting at three is not okay. And paying a a leadoff hitter, that is what Christian Yelich is right now currently, is ridiculous. $27 million for that. Ridonculous. He had 11 hits last week. Is he back? I, I'm not going to answer that question. Did he tweet out a video? Give, no give videos, me, thankfully. Give me 30 games where he can at least hit 300 with an on base at least above 350, and then I'll flirt with talking about is he back. I just, different player. Lead off Yelich. But that's not the player you're paying for. No, but I think that ship is long sailed. That's why he's on the market and his ass is getting That's why his ass is grass and Rowdy's the lawnmower. I don't want to be tied to... Adjust for play with Grant Bills of the Wisco Sports. Good morning, Grant Bills. (laughs) 
Can that be the name of our segment once just, a week? Just for yeah, play. just yeah, totally. I'm down just for play with Grant <laughs> Bills and Ebo. Seven forty, just for play, featuring Grant Bills of the Wisco Sports Show. I like that. I, I like it a lot. I like it a lot. Uh, Grant, um, so um, you have a segment. Not, I mean, our segment just for play, but you have a segment. <laughs> Uh, the NBA Lounge, correct? Yes, that's correct. <laughs> I feel like I feel like I was listening to some jazz, smoking some cigarettes, uh, listening to your NBA Lounge with my voice today. What do you think? Well, that's the idea. You know, it's it's about creating an aesthetic. You know, it's, uh. it's not enough to just talk about the NBA. You need to give people a. It's a retreat, really, is what it is. It's like where the the characters in Mad Men go for oysters and martinis. You know, it's casual. The lights are dim. The cigarette smoke hangs in the air. And, you know, you talk about basketball. That's that's what the place that I aim to create once a week. It's normally on Thursday. Yeah, I'm just envisioning, like, I, I walk down, like, into a basement. And it's like there's some, like, secondhand smoke rolling out. You know, maybe I got a clove cigarette. And I'm uh, yeah. listening to some jazz. I like it. And why do we why do we miss the days where people smoked in bars? I know I don't because it smelled terrible and it always, you know, it wasn't good. But we look back at that and we're like, man, that was cool. Why did that ever go away? I, do you remember That's smoking correct. and not smoking sections? Yeah. 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 Take me back to the simpler good. times. Well, I could just get secondhand smoke while eating a steak. Back when the smoking yeah, section well, was in an enclosed room. Yeah. I miss it. The thing is, if we never would have had smoking or non-smoking, we never would have been given the movie Mrs. Doubtfire. That whole iconic scene well, never would well, have happened. That's true. Yep. If only our government would have stepped up a few years earlier like that, we wouldn't have that movie. Yeah, government's a bunch of, they're a bunch of idiots, Grant, the government. Hey, Grant Bills, uh, speaking of idiots, um, Celtics or Warriors? Which one do you want to see win as the Warriors now go up? I'm in the NBA's lounge right now of Grant Bills. Uh, serenade me with your jazz flute, Grant Bills. What what do I want to watch here? Uh, the Warriors win it, uh, Draymond Green and is just, or the Celtics and Marcus Smart flopping everywhere. Like what? What? I don't even know who to root for. Uh, well, I want to see the Warriors win. Uh, something that I have noticed, mostly because I don't like the Celtics, but also I can, uh, you know, um, I can be more specific than that. This finals has stunk for three of the five games so far because there's really no star power like last year we got to see Giannis do incredible things and a couple of years ago it was Kawhi and for years it was LeBron and Kevin Durant and like we got to see stars do star things well what's and Steph Curry up until well yeah and up until game four when Steph just had that unbelievable performance in Boston it was really underwhelming we were looking around and we're like okay so is Jason Tatum the best player here like he's scoring 25 a game on like Drew Holiday shooting numbers like that's not that's not the ticket. That's not going to do the trick. And then in game four, Steph Curry started doing Steph Curry things. And you felt that magic again. And that was great. And then last night, I, I know this is going to sound weird. My jaw was on the floor of my apartment watching Andrew Wiggins. I've seen Wiggins for years. Well, not really, because normally when he's out there, you forget he's out there. But yeah. last night, he's making every single play. And I, I couldn't believe it. I want to see the Warriors win, mostly because I really don't like the Celtics. I saw a lot of Celtics fans upset about the refs last night. Um I just, you don't get the benefit of the doubt, you know, when half of your strategy is Marcus Smart flying everywhere and Grant Williams being Grant Williams, like, oh, sorry, you know, you got tagged with a couple of fouls that maybe weren't fouls, that's too bad. You know, I'm going to lose a lot of sleep over that. I don't see the Warriors win because I don't like the Celtics, but also because Steph Curry is the most entertaining thing we have left in this final. Yeah, he is kind of a, he is, he is, Steph Curry is like really good at basketball, don't get me wrong. 
But there's something about there's something about him that just like it just I get rubbed the wrong way. I actually agree with so one of our callies or callies, uh, one of our callers from Marinette, Paulie, colleagues, yeah. always bitches about Steph Curry and his mouth guard. That's maybe not, not the mouth guard thing. For maybe me. not to the extent that Paulie is. But I kind of question, what's with the mouth guard, dude? It's never in your mouth. See, it's not the mouth guard for me. It's like after the game. I know he's like supporting his wife, Aisha Curry, but he's wearing that shirt like Aisha can cook. Like there's something, <laughs> there's something about that family dynamic that just kind of irks me. I don't know what it is, Grant. I mean, if you could figure yeah, it out for the, me, that'd be the, great. I don't know what it is, but it's just, it's just annoying. The Dell family, his dad's relationship dynamic is even more <laughs> that, interesting. That is interesting, Grant. Yeah. yeah. Um, Steph is sneaky. Um, what's the word? I get like entitled, like annoying. I don't even know. Yeah. So, and, and it maybe I'm still mad you. about Wisconsin losing to him. You know? <laughs> oh, well, I am not. So that's probably the difference. But I'm over <laughs> the Duke game in 2015, too. I was all on board the Grayson Allen train until he decided to play like dump against the Celtics. Yeah, so I, I get over those things. I, I don't know. Steph is pretty cocky. He, you know, like. He doesn't get the rap always as a cocky, mouthy player, but he's arrogance maybe kind of a charged word, but he he feels himself when his shots are going down. And he reminds I, I me of a people, kid that I went to high school with who like if you like if he felt slighted by you, he'd say like my family's gonna sue you. Like one of those guys. <laughs> so half of the half of the students at UW Madison who walk around in their cargo shorts and vineyard vines pull over. I mean, if we're going to nitpick on Steph Curry, I'm going to, I'm going to go with the weird little wrist tattoos. <laughs> it's, not, it's, not, it's not, it's not any of that for me. It's just, there's something weird about it. I can't, I can't describe it. You, you know, one, one thing on Steph really quickly. Like, Rowdy, um, Rowdy hates you by looking at you like, Oh, this guy's got wrist tattoos. I hate him. Me, I, I could care less. Like, have tattoos. What do I care? One thing, if I can sell Rowdy on Steph, look at Steph now compared to 2014, 2015. Steph has put on a lot of muscle and really applied himself to become a more physical defender. And that's so Rowdy's cool. impressed. Most players, most players don't do that. I doubt Rowdy's impressed, but that is my attempt to. Well, up, to be completely honest, Grant, when I look at the Steph Curry that absolutely broke the Badgers back in the NCAA tournament, I'd say that kid probably only had one thing to do, and that was gain weight. <laughs> <laughs> that's true. Hey, he had everything else figured out. So uh, he, that's a good point. Grant, let me ask you this. Uh, yeah, Rowdy doesn't impress very easily. In fact, I don't know what really does impress no. Rowdy. It's a lot of a lot of hate in that heart of his. But, Grant, you uh, earn it. the eight-game losing streak for the Milwaukee Brewers, mm-hmm. they then beat the Nationals 4-1. to one. Mm-hmm. Willie Adamas, three RBIs. Andrew McCutcheon, a home run. Josh Hader, 19 saves. Check on the side. You had texted me yesterday during our show saying that you are convinced or on the hype train that the Brewers are not going to be juggernauts for the rest of the season? Or for a little stretcher? For a little stretcher? Uh, I'd say for about the next two weeks, two and a half weeks, something like Talk that. Talk me into it. Tell me more. Leading into the 4th of July. Tell me more. Um, you know, this is what I realized at my show last night. I, I don't have a lot to say on this other than everything was going very wrong for the Brewers, and that can only go so long. I think... Just getting a win yesterday, like a shooter seeing the ball go through the hoop, getting a little positive energy, and and hopefully things just line up better. You know what I mean? Because for the last two weeks, Evo, like, yeah, they had bad pitching performances. They had bad offensive days. But they also had good pitching performances and good offensive days, but they never lined up. 
it was a lot of bad luck too and bad timing. So I think if some of that luck just switches and they're due for some of that luck to switch. And another thing, I know they got the Mets who are one of the best teams in baseball. I saw you chirping at your old flame Perry about it too. Yeah, she first of all, that's not don't don't say that. That's not the case. Uh she's gonna be on the show later this week. Of course, of course so, she is. Perry, it's been a while. Um she's going to Brewers Mets on Thursday, so she will join the show. The Brewers have some very good teams coming up on their schedule. And I maybe that. you can speak to this. I, I feel like Craig Townsend's teams always play up to their competition. I feel, now they yeah. play down. And then they play down, yes. Sometimes. I agree. Sometimes I told Rowdy yeah. yesterday I think the Brewers are gonna take the series two out of three against the Mets. Like, just, right. just a so feeling just a feeling I have. Yeah. And, and Rowdy was not impressed. I just I think the teams do. I think they're due for a nice little stretch here. But Rowdy, I, tell me why you don't buy into that. I'm, I'm interested. No, I'm just when he says I'm not impressed, I said looking at the pitching matchups and who's available, oh. it looks like oh, it should be yeah. split one to one going into the final game of the series. But and that's a toss up. But I mean, you you're two and ten in your last twelve. You have a ton of guys still on the shelf. What do you think really is going to make the difference besides one day off? Have you guys done the is Yelich back yet? No, oh, I've done it. I've done it twice. Version? I've done it twice. Okay, good. <laughs> I haven't done it. I haven't done it in the leadoff version yet, though. Uh, I have not done it in the leadoff version. Keeps, yeah, yeah, it keeps coming up again, but just in different forms. It's yeah. like, well, now we'll talk about whether he's back or not because he's hitting leadoff. Yeah. Brand new discussion. It, if if oh, he can God. do this for a minimum of thirty games in a row, then I'll consider having that topic. Then, then Rowdy would consider being impressed or not. That don't impress me. <laughs> Grant, we love you, buddy. Well done. Oh, yeah, you guys. Thanks for having me on. I appreciate hey, we'll it. check you out four to six. Show. Can't wait to hear you. And- <laughs> Sam, what's going on? What's up? How's uh, it been? I've been fantastic, despite I get a little allergy going with the throat here. So don't, I feel don't, that. don't be alarmed by anything. I feel that. I was hanging out with uh, John Daly over the weekend, too. He smokes a lot of Marbreds. Oh, there so you we, go. Were, we were going pack for pack. That'll do it. At University Ridge. Actually, on Saturday, Sam. I was at the ballpark. Are I was you? at Madison Mallard's. What? You didn't even come say hi. Well, it was a spur of the moment kind of thing. My buddy uh, down the street is like, hey, I got a couple extra tickets. You want to go? I'm like, hell yeah, I want to go. There you go. So I went to the Bush Light Duck Blind. And? And I slammed Bush Lights. Yeah. Responsibly. There you go. It was it was awesome. And the Mallard's won, too. Yes, we did. It was a great game. It's so exciting. how have you been? What's new? Good. We're excited. We have um, Father's Day coming up this Sunday. So oh, we're excited yeah. about that one. And the team's definitely... Coming together and are, looking good. So all the players, they're not all in yet, are they? Like no. most, most, some of them. Most, I'd say like ninety percent of them are. Yeah. Um, we still have a handful that are still playing in like super regionals and things like that. So <laughs> that's pretty exciting. But Ebo, did on you way. did you hear what she said? Madison Mallards, it's starting to come together. It's all starting to come together. <laughs> my kind of team, Sam. My kind of team. Yeah. So Madison Mallard, I mean, it was awesome there on Saturday. By the way, there was a. A little rain, but I was whatever. Say, it's I like, think it rained a lot, didn't it? It did a little. Like, what was the uh, first pitch was at 4.05? Yeah. I think the first time you guys have done a 4 o'clock first pitch on yeah. a Saturday. Um, and it, uh, I, I think I walked down there like 5 o'clock. I was my yeah. wife's umbrella boy, so I was holding the oh, umbrella for her. Well, yeah, well, once we got there to the duck blind. That's why she actually brought him. Yeah. Was it's to all hold you're good the umbrella. for at that point. I, I know. She's like, I'll go to the baseball game, but you had to hold the umbrella for me. <laughs> So it was it's a pretty sweet deal. You guys absolutely crushed it. So we walked in. That was my first time this year back to the ballpark. Yeah. There was so much more stuff. And you, I know. I mean, you were talking about it. I know. And, and when I was there to see it, it hit me finally. Like, damn, you guys are getting it going. I know. It's so different. I mean, walk just walking in with this new like front gate and this kids area is like, it's just a totally different ballpark almost. So 
um, you have now been with the Mallards. When did we meet? In the winter? When yeah, you so I started up? in December. So how's the journey been so far for you? It's been awesome. I love it. I couldn't have asked for anything better. It's exactly what I was looking for, and it's amazing. And are you liking Madison? Because I know when we first met, I was was trying to give you some pointers on what to do. I saw you at Chicken Licks. I was too cold to do anything when we met. I couldn't leave my apartment. Were you born and raised in Florida? (laughs) Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And then after Florida, you went, where were you before the Maryland? I was in Maryland, but... There's no like mid nothing like a Midwest winter. It's like a totally different ball game. I don't like, even think it was that bad cow. of a winter. Like it was, it was. So if you would have been, winter, if you, you have to understand. Like <laughs> you have to understand this ninety five. Everyone's like, oh my gosh, it's a heat wave. I'm like, is it? Well, if you're this from is a Florida, daily conversation. Florida's like a giant swamp. It is. So it's always hot and humid. I so went you're to used UF. To like we went to. I went to the swamp in Gainesville. So. I mean, yeah, always. Go Gators. Gators. Now, if you would have been here winter of 2019 and winter of 2020 when we had the, um, oh, what was it called, Ebo? The polar vortex. Yeah, the polar vortex where your car would all of a sudden just be complete ice. Yeah. And it would be like negative two. I'm good. Oh, Sam, there was a couple of winters ago, um, and we were out of the polar, maybe it was the end of the polar vortex, but it got (laughs) with the wind chill. It got down to, it was like negative 50-something degrees. It was so cold, my car couldn't start. Yeah, it, it, we I'm couldn't okay. go to work. I'm good. Yeah, no, yeah, that was the day like, where I was like the only guy that made it to work. Yeah, because <laughs> Rowdy, you had a garage spot. <laughs> Again, my wife, who I was the umbrella boy for, also she gets the one garage spot. There you go. So I'm stuck in the, in the elements, holding yeah. umbrellas or having the car frozen. So I can't even move. Sounds right. Sam, what do we got coming up? <laughs> what do we got coming up for the Madison Mallers then? Um, so you guys have a lot of promotions coming up. Yeah, we do. So we've been on the road. Um, we just swept Kokomo, which was really exciting Ooh, the past two days. Kokomo. I know. So that was exciting. We go to Lakeshore today and tomorrow. Come home and return home on Friday for a fireworks night. It's also our pride night. Um, and then Sunday is our really big night, so or day, I guess. It's Father's Day. Yeah, so. what, do the, what do the dads get out there? Oh, my gosh. We have this contest going on Facebook right now where if you comment a video of your best dad joke, then you get a free bush light upon, like, upon entry. Um, so that's pretty cool. Really? Yeah. Yeah, so you got to post a video of yourself, um, both of you guys, Can posting I- a dad joke on our Facebook page or our Facebook thread, and you, your name gets added to a list, you get a free bush light. I feel like you guys somehow have to incorporate with like the speed gun down there. Oh, where, where Ooh, all, that's a good one. All, all the all dads the, can do it. All the dads it. have to go and throw, and then depending on where they I hit. think we need waivers. We need to make sure everyone <laughs> no, a waiver. Wait, dads don't sign waivers. <laughs> dads just go and do There's it. There's going to be on. a lot of upset dads with what they uh, hit. Yeah, like, oh, oh, 100%. I could get up to 80 on that gun, man. <laughs> it's like 42. Yeah. <laughs> like, well, I think that thing's broken. It's not calibrated. I know. So we have that going on, which is exciting. We also have some cool ticket packages for dads. So we have this like bucket. Love the dads. Gotta love oh, the dads. Oh, we gotta love the dads. We have yeah. this like bucket of stuff basically and it's like a dads, ball of bush light. Dads and, love and, of stuff. I know. I know. So it's really cool. I'm just laughing because I'm imagining like winning dad at the speed gun hits like 70 and then ends up having to go to like the ER because his elbow is like so (laughs) Happy Father's Day, Dad. My God. Uh, Let's see here, Sam. So I was thinking about this. um, Father's Day. A lot of dads get like a tie or a coffee mug. Mm -hmm. Socks. Mm -hmm. Maybe, uh, you know, 
let's go to the ballpark. Yeah. Let's get dad to the ballpark. Oh, yeah. We don't want a mug or a tie or no. socks. No, 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 no. We want we want to go to the ballpark, and we want to show dad that he can still hit 80 on that gun. There you go. So maybe, we, twe- maybe we tweak the gun for dad, the, the speed we, like, gun. Can we, like, juice it? I don't know. Can you juice it? Or you could just have whoever doing it just say, like, don't add, show it to dad. Just 10. say, oh, you, oh you're at 89. Add and 10. then hold their hand over it. <laughs> Yeah, I know that would be really cool. So yeah, we have tons of Father's Day stuff coming up. Um, we're really excited about that. And then of course, kids run the bases after the game every Sunday. So that's a fun promotion. So too. you're saying I can go to Madison Mallard's the uh, Facebook page right now. I'm doing it right now. Yeah, and, and I post, post a video of yourself commenting your best dad joke. Posted it yesterday, so you've gone too far on oh, Facebook. Oh, so, so I got I got happy with the. The scroller. Yeah, here. you did. Oh, it was right there. Go down. And I feel like dads in Bush Light, that's just a match made in heaven, too. Oh, yeah. Come so on. you your name literally gets added to a list. And then the winner gets a custom T-shirt, cartoon T-shirt of his face or, like, his kids or whatever he wants. Sweet. Oh, uh, We have a suggestion here from our, our listener. Uh, he said, I, I, I'm going to make it a promotion for you guys for the Mallards. I think it's great. All right. So when dads come on Sunday for Father's Day. Yes. And they do the gun. Yep. Let's say... Then the following weekend, we can have Tommy John surgery night. Oh my god! And we can have one of the one of the local hospitals come, and all, all the dads that maybe got Tommy Johns uh, thrown in that speed gun, then they could come and they could do on field procedures to do a Tommy John surgery. There you go. A how to a nice. I mean, tutorial. you guys are always thinking out of the box, aren't that, you? That's true. <laughs> Listen, I feel like almost it's kind of bad luck to do like a Tommy John night. No, it's surgery night. We're like yeah. partnering with like UW Health or yeah, something. I guess. We'll think about it. All right, Sam, all right cool. All right, <laughs> but Sam. I love the idea. Well, I mean, you guys are always thinking outside the box. We so. are. We are. My favorite promotion you guys or bobblehead you guys ever had, I think I told you this before, and I really want one. There was uh, two bobbleheads the same night. One was the moon, one. The moon landing, yeah. and the other one was a fake moon landing. Yeah. See, I oh, my God. I haven't you, seen any of those around. If I think you, you could see put the spin. fake moon landing one, please, for the love I'll of God, get it to me. I'll look for one, I but I have it. not I found any of them. Stanley Kubrick would be. I think you could put a spin on the Tommy, Tommy John night. Sam's uncomfortable with this, though. No, 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 I'm not uncomfortable no, 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 with it. I, just, here's the spin. I think it's a great idea. Here's the spin. We're not talking about surgeries. Everyone gets a free pair of underwear. Why? Because you said you didn't want people to get hurt. So instead of Tommy John surgery, Tommy John underwear. Oh, I did not make that, that connection. That, that went over my head for Me a second too. there. I was like, Rowdy, what, what do we got going on here? Underwear. Maybe we could do an underwear night then. Yeah. There instead of like the army. He can, do, he can be the one out you there go doing with it. The yeah. Like an undie run. You can be the leader of it. Oh, okay. The undie run. <laughs> okay. You, are the Mallards, correct me if I'm wrong. You guys, are you guys home tonight or not tonight? No, not tonight. Ah, damn. We're home say, next on Thursday. We, we could have, have an impromptu tidy whitey night because oh, it's because it's ninety five degrees, and yeah. what better way than to get the mini pool out there and some the tidy whiteies? There you go. Brought to you by Rowdy over here. There you go. I think we got to figure it on out. On Thursday, we actually have a day game, so I don't know if it's supposed Just to be this hot. Just imagine him and some tidy but... whiteies in a mini pool in the, in the duck pond. Please don't. I was gonna say I don't know if I want to do that. But... I'm imagining right now, and it's it's tough. <laughs> <laughs> Let me know what night you want to come out and do that, and if I'm happy to I, host If I'm you. not wearing a jersey like or like sleeves, and I'm strictly just in whitey tighties, I don't think you're going to have to juice that gun, because I'm going to have no <laughs> restrictions. <laughs> <here. laughs> All right, Sam, uh, before I let you go, the Ray has got the... Ooh, you guys are in New York against the I Yankees. Know, I know. Uh, what are we thinking? Uh, right now, the Brewers just uh, were eight in a row they had lost, and well, then they finally beat the Nationals on oh. Sunday. They had yesterday off. Uh, what do we think about the Rays? We have 35 and 25, mm-hmm. third in the AL East. I know. Are we going to be making a little push here? Or? Oh, yeah, always. always. We're always a late 
second half sort of team. Okay. We always come back and make it. And uh, you said you guys just beat Kokomo? Right? We did. We swept them, which right. was exciting. This is for you, then, in the Mallards. Oh, Beach Boys Kokomo. There you go. There it is. Sam, if we want to find all the promotions besides Tommy John's surgery night. <laughs> and Tiny Whitey Night. Whitey night uh, <laughs> how can we do so? Uh, MadisonMallards.com. And make sure you comment the video of the dad jokes. We'll be adding everyone's name to a list, giving you guys free bush lights at fan services. Um, and it'll be awesome. So we're excited. We play at home Thursday, Friday. Sunday. So come on out, madisonmallards.com. Is that you, Tolbert? You're going to pull this bleep. You should say you're from the bleep of the Yankees. Is that you, Tolbert? Hey, uh, Andrew, if it uh, my voice sounds a little different, it's because uh, over the weekend uh, I was hanging with Patty and Selma Bouvier smoking a lot of cigarettes uh, with John Daly at Hooters. How about that? Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Uh, Patty and Selma, which one? Um, if you had to choose between Patty and Selma, which one would you want to uh, court? I wouldn't be able to choose between either of them, so I'd just let them both have their way with me. <laughs> You'd have to fight Sideshow Bob for their love, though. Come on. It's fun. It's just for ECU. What? There's a pitcher for ECU. There's literally nothing else on TV, so I'm watching the College World Series yeah. uh, until the Stanley Cup playoffs start. Um, and there's a there's a pitcher for East Carolina whose name is Terwilliger. <laughs> no Played way. With Sideshow Bob's kid, yeah. Does he got wild hair? No. I'm like, what? With a name like that, you got to have a, shit, a crap load of hair and walk into a bunch of mops or rakes. Yeah, and if you give up like a home run, you got to go, <sighs> <sighs> Andrew Wagner joining us right now. Andrew Wagner, Forbes.com. My man, Andrew. I know a Simpsons reference will never go wasted on you, my friend. Hey, Andrew, um, the the bleeding stop for the Brewers, eight in a row they had lost and then finally beat the Nationals four to one. So we were kind of having this conversation the other day. So Ron Renneke won on, what, a seven-game skin and got fired in 2015? What would Craig Council yep. have to do or, you know, not do for him to be shown the door? Uh, just you know, I I've been wondering that myself. Like, and listen, one, I don't think a manager should be fired for the losing streak. I don't think council should be fired for this. It, we'll get to that, but I mean, you look at you look at what got Ned Yost whacked. You look at what got Ron Renicky whacked. Look what got you know Joe Madden whacked. Um, any other situation, any other manager, and you're here in the entire state getting ready to put Craig Council's uniform on a pitchfork and set it on fire. Uh, but because he's local boy done good, no one will ever you know is say that, that. Is that and simply what it is? Just because he's from Wisconsin, played for the I Brewers? Think so. I think he, I think he gets a pass for because he's from here. Now, at the same time, that's not the worst thing in the world in this situation because, again, I, I think managers get far too much blame and and absolutely no credit, um, you know, at the wrong times. I, I don't think the example that I used the other day on a podcast. You know, I've been hearing now for 15 years that it's Darnell Cole's fault the offense stinks. It's Andy Haynes' fault the offense stinks. We, we well now there's new guys and the offense still stinks. So maybe it's not the coaching. Maybe it's not the manager. Um, I think I think Craig Council was more responsible for game outcomes two, three years ago when he didn't have a bunch of studs in the rotation and and had to mix and match every two innings 
to, to get pitchers in there. Um, he doesn't have to do that anymore because he can just throw when they're healthy. His three horses out there, let them go six, seven innings, and then go to Boxberger, Williams, and Hader. A lot less managing going on right now. Yeah. Um, a little more because guys are injured, but yeah, I think he's got to get a free pass because he's from here. Because um, anywhere else, they're, they're, they're screaming at the exits to get him out the door. Andrew, I completely agree with you. I think he does get a, a huge pass, especially. I See, I'm not even going to give him like any of the criticism for this losing streak in as a whole. Just because look at all the injuries. Look at all of like yeah. the... Everything that could go wrong basically went wrong in a lot of those games and losses outside of the ninth inning against the Padres in that lone win. Everything went right yep. then. But I would say, yeah, there's there's times where maybe you should criticize Craig Council for some of the lineups that he put out there after saying, I just look at the numbers. The numbers said this when you could easily argue if you're going by the numbers, that shouldn't be the type of lineup with those names well, in certain spots. First things first, whenever he says something like that, he's full of it. Um, <laughs> there are always yeah. reasons beyond what we're being told, um, and he's just not going to tell us what those reasons are. And we, we ask him stuff, you know, and this is the, the, the number two thing that they get all the time. Why aren't you guys tougher on council? Well, we are, but you can't Yeah, ask right, you question. carry his water. Exactly. I am I am the epitome of a homer. I know. I hear that all the That's time. That's why you live right by Amfam Field. You carry his water every day. Uh, soon to be known as Andrew Wagner Field because the way that Amfam keeps jerking me around over this drunk driver car accident, oh. they'll rename the stadium after me, uh, the amphitheater, and the little golf gathering that you guys had out in Madison. Oh, Ben week. Kenny was there. It'll all be named beautiful. after me. So, uh, man. Yeah, I thought he actually had to do some work. It was impressive. It's, it's rare, but yes, he did. Were there Badgers there? I assume that's why he was there. Uh, Benjamin, were there Badgers in attendance at the American Family Championship? Was, was, was Paul Chris there? Were you carrying his water, Ben? Ron Dane was there, Ron actually. Dane. The only Badger. I yeah, saw I'm a Matt, you nerd old guy. So. I saw Chris McIntosh as well, the current athletic director. That's all. Did you ask him why he's not going to bring back baseball? <laughs> People have been asking Barry and then him that for a long time. He did get an answer yeah. from uh, McIntosh when he asked that, though. McIntosh just responded, "Who the hell are you?" <laughs> yeah, right. So you're still fighting those uh, those uh, drunk driving idiot, eh? Yeah, still, still at it, still at it. Man, still isn't insurance it. great? I mean, you pay all that money it's for them perfect. to just bend you over. So, well, Andrew, the back, guy, the guy that hit, yeah, back to the Brewers. Back to back to Craig Council. It's like, yeah, good, good I, point, Rowdy. I don't think that he should be the one that's fully criticized for this, but I agree with you. He 100 percent gets free passes, like. I'm not going to point the finger and say, you're the reason they lost 10 in a row. You're the reason they lost 12 in a row. You're the reason why blah, blah, blah. But I do from, you can't say anything in this state without somebody getting upset that you're coming at Craig Council. Well, he's a legend. Oh, yeah. It's it's like that all over the place. You can't say boo about people that are from here. It's the dumbest thing. It's why it's why you can't say boo about Paul Christie, great guard. It's why you can't hey. say boo about your people in the Green Bay Packers. Like if they're hey. from here, they're off limits. It's true. See, a- Andrew, I gave this. You guys are haters. This example out yesterday. I think and you guys I, just hate life. I think Craig Council is does. A, a pretty good fit for the Brewers, but is he the perfect fit? Is he the best fit for any manager I could potentially get? I don't know. I'll, I'll shrug exactly. my shoulders. 
But if if we were talking about like Paul Christ and Wisconsin football, I use this example. If Nick Saban called up, we'll say Chris McIntosh and said, hey, I want to come be the football coach for the next 10 years of the Wisconsin Badgers. Are you going to say no to Nick Saban because Paul Christ is our guy? He's from here. Absolutely not. Exactly. I'll help him pack his bags. <laughs> I'll help him pack his bags for the guy that was Whitewater wants to come back to Wisconsin. Man. Now that's a little too far, but hey, what's wrong with Whitewater? I mean, not that I much care for Whitewater, but what's he has a good I can't think of his He's name talking now. about Leopold. What's wrong with the Whitewater? Dude? That's it. I partied. I went, uh, I went to school there for a year. I partied my ass off. It was awesome. Yeah, Oshkosh forever, baby. Oshkosh <laughs> so, forever. Andrew, uh, we were looking. We had a Twitter poll going on right now, too. It's, uh, you know, the trade deadline was ends on August 2nd. We were just kind of looking ahead. Uh, what should the Brewers do if, you know, anything? So your options would be, do they need outfield help? Do they need infield help? Do they need pitching help? Should they sell or stand pat? What would Andrew Wagner say? Listen, I, I David Stearns never does what you expect him to do, ever. The one thing we know he will do is he'll get a bunch of bullpen pieces just to make Rowdy happy. Um, oh, that, I'm I mean, start we, know, the, we know it's like a 32-year-old relief pitcher with an ERA of like 3.2. I'm going to start calling those the Rowdy special. I'm going to start calling those the Rowdy special. I um, will give him credit, though, because whether it's at the trade deadline or it's in the offseason, a lot of the times when he grabs somebody, no matter who it is and what they've done, he seems to be able to turn them around and they have good years. And I mean, you can go back for pretty much every single year yep. he's been there. And that's, that's an important thing right now with, well, you know, we talk so much about their, their ability to develop pitching and you're going to start seeing this tang off. They're going to be able to go out and pluck guys like that. Uh, Jordan Zimmerman was an example. He didn't work out. The guy who I really wanted to see, um, and the pandemic kind of ruined it. I remember talking to him at length during spring training with Shelby Miller. Like, Shelby Miller specifically re-signed a minor league deal with the Brewers because he wanted to work with that coaching staff and work with their pitching lab and and, and use the resources at their disposal to get back. Uh, Didn't work out because of the pandemic, obviously, but they do have a lot of faith. For Shelby Miller is the fact that it didn't work out is also because his body's not working out, if that makes sense. Right. Like his body's right. breaking down at this point. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, but yeah, he was like watching him pitch in spring training in 2020. Um, you know, he was on his way back and he said it was the first time that he felt confident in his body and in his stuff in a long, long time. And he credited the Brewers coaching staff and their pitching staff, like to helping them, you know, harness some of those things that used to work for him and adjust to the realities of his body. It's a long, convoluted story that I never actually got to write again because of the pandemic. But unbelievable. Anyway, going back to going back to your point, Rowdy, that's that's exactly it. Like they have the ability to go get guys who, you know, for whatever reason, they don't have it or haven't had it in a couple years, and they can unlock it again. It didn't work out last year, obviously, with Daniel Norris and uh, oh, Daniel Norris the other guy. Is he got terrible. Hurt. Uh, yeah, Curtis. Um, Curtis. Yeah, but they do have the ability to pick guys up and, and and get what they need out of them. And right now, middle relief is actually their biggest need. 
That's that's their glaring need. Middle right relief now. is their biggest need. I was like, yeah. You got a ton of dudes on the shelf. I mean, Trevor Gott has been amazing for what yep. he actually was prior to being with the Brewers. He's on the shelf. Gustave's thrown the ball well for him for a year plus. Yep. He's on the shelf. Jake Cousins Miggy has been great. Cousins has been good. Yeah, Cousins had been good for him. He's on the shelf. And and the guy that was actually looked phenomenal for like a split snapshot in time was Justin Topa until I think he's had about a million elbow surgeries. Yeah, he's he's when they're hoping to get him back sometime, you know, July and August, so he could end up being a piece. Um, so yeah, that's their biggest need. I mean, we could talk about wanting to get a bat, you know, wanting to get whatever, but I just don't see where you're going to put him in the put that guy in the lineup on a regular basis. Well, then the hitting coaches are going to screw him up anyways, right, Andrew? Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. They could sell. Like they could they could sell. Well, you know? Okay, selling. If you were to sell, how do you how do you how do you sell that then to the fan base? You're what a, a game out of first place in Central. Selling usually means like a white flag to me. Well, it depends Andrew- it depends on what you get back. It depends on what you get back. <laughs> if you're trading away for prospects, okay, obviously then you're, you know, waving a white flag. But if you're dealing uh, a redundant piece. Let's say you're dealing you're dealing Colton Wong, and, and you're going to shift some guys around. Colton Wong is up at the end of the year. Not exactly playing up to the expectations of Colton Wong. You can probably get some pretty good pieces for him, including some that can help at the big league level. You can fly Louis Urias back over, put Bryce Terang at third or something like that. Um, there's always creativity involved. There's always going to be some sort of you know, black magic that comes with roster management. Um, so I wouldn't be surprised at all if, like, you know, maybe even moving a, a, a Ty Taylor for, you know, a bigger piece or a younger piece. I mean, we saw it with, with Orlando Arcia and getting, um, who did they get? They got two pitchers for him. And then they went out and they got Willie Adamas later on for two very good pitchers. So you could see more. Doug Melvin used to rave about baseball trades, a need for a need. You know, major league player for major league player. You don't see much of that anymore. Man, that was Weigel and somebody else. I can't uh Sabadka. Yeah, Weigel and Sabadka. Yeah. Yep. Um yep. Yep. see this is the Wisconsin sport fans that you talk about. They're currently voting in our poll. Selling is astronomically high from where Ebo and I thought it would be just because of the expectations. They're only a you know, roughly a game out, haven't been healthy at all this year. They're the same ones that will vote in the sell on the poll, but then when the Brewers actually did go all in and sell, they would freak out and say, what the hell? This team was right there. Well, it, it, it's a funny thing, and I, I literally just had this argument last night with a Gomer at the bar. Ooh, a Gomer at the bar, yeah. That they're a half game out of first place. You think with when Bennett, the vintage? A week ago, he was telling me, well, a half game isn't even a lead. A half game is a sneeze. The Brewers are a half game up, and it's June 15th. That's not. That's nothing. I'm like, well, if it's nothing when the Brewers are a half game up, it should be nothing to, to pass when the Brewers are a half game back. Oh, you don't know baseball. Oh, okay, cool. Got it. And four. <laughs> Andrew, there's nothing better than a gomer at the bar, dude. That's that's what bars are meant for. You go there, you have a couple libations, you see a gomer, and you go have an argument. Respectfully. No, see, that's the thing. Is like I will tell people that I manage a Walmart in, like, Oconomowoc just so I don't have to talk about sports with them, because then it inevitably becomes the drunk guy's favorite pastime 
let's argue with the guy who does this for a living. Oh, I feel you, and of dude. Course my jackass friends do it all the time. Oh, there's nothing They'll worse. They'll get into an argument with some schmuck in a bar. Be like, oh, oh, well, my buddy's a reporter. He'll tell you. And then the whole night becomes me having to like. Oh, dude, I'm right there with you. I'm the same way. Like when I'm out and about and someone like starts sniffing out or, you know, what I do or whatever. It's like I literally talk sports for like four to five hours every day. I don't want to have a conversation. And half the time, I say 75% of the time, the people you're talking with are misinformed and don't even know what they're talking about. No. The kid is back on the escalator. That's what it is. Well, I mean, just looking at the Milwaukee Brewers, just in general, with all the rosters and the players they currently have at the ages they're at, yeah, we put selling up there because they they haven't been great. But if you look at the roster, if it's all healthy and everything was not everything that could go wrong went wrong so far in the first two plus months, this is a team that shouldn't be selling. Like, there's no reason for them to sell until 2024 if they were having a disastrous first half of the season. Like, they have all these guys, pretty much anyone you want, not named Josh Hader, under contract through 2024. Yeah. I mean, you could. I I, I would not be shocked if at some point Mm. Brandon Woodruff found himself on the trade market just because they have a ridiculous amount of young pitching behind them and paying all three guys plus paying pitching, even if it's your homegrown pitching, still a risky proposition. It wouldn't shock me if one of those three guys eventually got moved, and my guess would be Woodruff would be kind of the odd man out. Um, What's up with him, by the way? Woody at all. What's up well, with I him? mean, according to Twitter, Woody's got some sort of, like, dangerous disease, so, you know. What do you mean? That we're all, we're all, that's what, apparently we reporters are covering um, for what's really ailing Brandon Woodruff, his ankle is apparently just a cover story. There's well, some blowhard. I thought it was hand. That was hand. Now his hands all messed up. Well, now it's his hand. But we were we apparently this guy says that we were just spreading the the ankle story as a cover. I'm like, oh, okay. Well, you're a moron. So, <laughs> was that is that a Gomer or a schmuck? This guy's just an idiot. He like pretends to be a pitching expert and pretends to be a doctor. So, oh, yeah. He stayed at a Holiday Inn once. Okay, I get it. All right. Uh, yeah, he's one of those guys. So, Andrew, um, you doing okay? You all right? You right over there? You and, Ra- you and yeah, Rowdy va- vary on the same wavelengths today. Yeah, Rowdy's the one, like, keeping his train in check today. Kudos to him. I'm trying to I'm trying to fight through with the voice thing. It's, I'm sounding a lot better than it at 6 o'clock. I'll tell you that much. We got Ben over here. Ben keeps it on track, too. Ben's good. Uh-huh. Yeah. Ben, Ben's just going through the 18th string punters right now, isn't he? Well, he is doing something on his computer. Ben, would you like to regale uh, Andrew Wagner with any badger tails before we let him go? Not really. I I don't think. I my... see they're going to play. I see they're going to play at Miller Park this year. Yeah, they yeah. are. Yeah. My but... question to you, Andrew, is what are the chances we could get the roof open for that game in November? Oh. Yeah. It's going to be, didn't you just say to start the segment? That can't even get be... the roof open for a baseball game in May half the time. Andrew, you said it's going to be your field coming up here once you're done with American Family Insurance. So, I mean. Yeah, but if he has the roof open and a couple snowflakes fall onto the court and all of a sudden guys have uh, bad ankles and torn ACLs, might not be his field much longer. Mm. Well, if well, Wisconsin, Wisconsin can shoot well in a close gym. Getting whooped by Stanford. Yeah. <laughs> Unbelievable. Yeah. The Badgers are going you guys to whoop. I remember Stanford. when North Carolina played Michigan State on a naval bait, like on a ship? Yeah. Yeah. It was windy. Wasn't that Marquette had that problem too where they couldn't play because the, they were on a, a ship and like the floor was getting out. I remember Buzz Williams down there on his knees with uh, some K Fob theater 
mopping things up. I think of like when I think of guys shooting on a ship where it's windier than hell, and because there was a wind in the one game, I think of um, the actor in Along Came Along Came Polly, where he like puts his finger. Rain dance. <laughs> Philip, Philip Seymour Hoffman. R.I.P. Rain yeah. dance. Got to check the wind before I shoot this well, one. Should help Carter Gilmore. Don't Rowdy, you're good people. What Rowdy, about me? You're good people. Ebo, you're all right. All right. I'll take it. What about Ben? Ben, you're on the radio. What about, <laughs> what about Neil Diamond? I hate Neil Diamond. What? What yes. did you just say? I am like Amanda Peet in that you movie. Neil Diamond? Silverman. Yes. Oh, my God. You're out of here. Get lost. Talk to you later. We've had this conversation. Oh, my God. Go. You're a, you're a schmuck. You're a gomer.